It's always a joy and a privilege for me uh, to come and be in this men's prayer breakfast meeting. It was almost like a, like a yearly ritual. And, uh, and I'm so grateful to Pastor Tom for, for having me again every time, you know. And uh, God is a good God. Yes, he is. Amen. Good. Hallelujah. And uh, I come from a nation, as most of you know, uh, one of the largest, second largest nation in the world, which has got 1.25 billion people growing so fast that soon we'll be, we'll be bypassing China. And that's what they say. And that's fine. We don't mind people. And we are not like Americans. We don't get claustrophobic. Uh, we are happy to sit with people closely, you know. We don't need our space. So that's fine with us. But uh, apart from the populous country, uh, recently, in the recent years, we have been having uh, more and more trouble against the Christian faith, against the ministry that we are doing. And uh, it has been getting harder and harder as every day passed by. We have got a prime minister who, for the last three years, you know, he is leading a Hindu party. Well, we have had Hindu parties before leading the government, but this man is uh, totally devoted to build a Hindu nation at the expense of all the other religions in the country. I don't know if you would have followed the news just yesterday, uh, we had an, a, a few state elections. We had the election of the, the largest state in India, which, is, which has got 210 million people in one state, almost pretty close to your whole population. So, so they won with a very high, in a great majority, and they were looking for whom to be appointed as a chief minister which is like a governor, like more powerful than a governor in a state. And they just appointed yesterday a blatant, open Hindu holy man. You know, he wears a Hindu clothes, like the saffron clothes, and holding on in his hands, we call it Trishul, is like three-pointed stuff, which is a, a, a symbol of Hinduism. And he has got a track record of of fighting against Christians and, you know, will do anything to wipe us out. And he has been just appointed as the chief minister of the largest state in India. So it was being done subtly before, but now it is pretty open. And they are sending a message to all of us. We will not put up with whatever you're doing, and we will do everything to stop it. So that's what we are facing in the last three years. Several pastors have been killed. And hundreds of churches, not one or two, hundreds of churches were burned down to ashes. And the challenges have been so severe as the day passed by. But that's bad news. But the good news is, Jesus is Lord. Yes, is. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. What will I do if I did not know that Jesus Christ is Lord? 
you know, among all the challenges. They, I got death threats over my life. Uh, they say that they are after me. I get phone calls saying that I should back off and stop this preaching business. Otherwise, you won't live for long. But I believe in a principle that uh, I am 64 years old, and I've been working for the Lord for the last 43 years, you know, from the time I was 21. And uh, I believe that ever since that time, all these, through these years, I've been through so many times that I was so close to death. You know, I've been beaten up and thrown into the bush unconscious, uh, they pulled their guns, their knives to threaten to kill me. They tried to drown me in the river when I was baptizing the people. But every time I survived, yes. because I believe that God has got a plan to keep me here. Yes, he did. Amen? Yes. And as long as God is planning to keep me here, I believe that nobody can touch me. Amen. Amen? They can break some bones and they can make my body a bit painful. And that's about it all. And, uh, but... I am planning to hang around here as long as the Lord wants me to be here. That's right. And if ever God tells me, son, after all, you didn't do a bad job. Thank you very much. Come home. Well, if he ever says that to me, I promise you, I will never ask for an extension. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Who wants to hang around this lousy place anyway? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen? So here we are, and uh, plodding along, struggling, and uh, fighting for our existence. And in spite of all this persecution, and then here, uh, the, the, the pastors denied of the basic needs. No money, no food, no place to stay. The little children starving. And the struggle continues on. And every time, you know, it's almost like the same old story. You know, people have heard me before, you hear it again. Well, sorry about that, but I have to say it uh, because that is such an immense need we have. We try to find some support for the pastors. You know, we, uh, we ask every time, give me $2 a day. You know, what can $2 you can do with a day? But if that $2 is given to me, I can take it back and support a pastor, his wife, and three children with $60 a month, a little place to rent, at least one meal on the table, so that their children do not starve continuously. Amen? And another so important need we have, about 320 pastors are praying. They are not praying for a car, but they are praying for a bicycle. They walk 15, 20 miles every day. Every day. Everywhere they need to go, they, all they do, they walk because there's no money for the bus and uh, no other transportation. So they're praying and I'm trying to raise money to buy a bicycle. It costs $100 for us to buy a bicycle in India. You know, I say, put those guys on a bicycle. Give them a ride. You know, let them go and do the work of God. Amen. I remember my early days that I used to do the same. I used to walk and walk and walk. And uh, going without food for several, uh, several days. But God's hand was upon. So I have brought some photographs of my pastors. I call them my heroes. 
they are my heroes, you know. You will never hear about them. No books will ever be written about them. No mission conference will ever invite them to be a preacher. They will live and work and die unknown to anybody in this world. But one day in heaven we will find that they were the greatest heroes. Amazing men, totally dedicated. You know, their life put on line every day of their life. Amen? And uh, I honor them. And I'm so privileged to work with those men. And you can make a difference if the Lord speaks to your heart. Say, hey, I can give that two bucks a day. Or I can buy him a bicycle. You know, whatever the Lord speaks to you, I'll be sitting here in the same place uh, next to Pastor Merle. Pastor Merle and Mary has been such a great blessing for me. They have given me a home to, to live in this place every time when I come for the last more than 20 years. They've been very, very kind to me. And I want to acknowledge that today. And uh, so, and whatever you do for us, we don't have anything to give it back to you. But I promise you, we'll pray for you. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And God will reward you. My wife runs a prayer group in the organization. By the way, we have grown to 4,500 churches, 200 churches more, uh, grown in the last uh, one year. And we run 17 orphanages, taking care of hundreds of orphan children. And uh, so many things goes on. So my wife is in charge of the prayer. You know, for her to, uh, to, to pray is kind of like kind of eating dessert. You know, I, I find it difficult to sit with her to pray because she never finishes. And I think that I got something more to do. And she goes on and on. And so she runs a prayer group among the ladies of the organization. And uh, our group, prayer groups have grown to 1,300 ladies' prayer groups every week. Amen. So whenever I say we pray for you, I want you to know 10,000 women pray for you every week. That's a quite a bit of prayer. I think that can cover you a little bit. Amen? So that's what we do. That's what we can give. And God will bless you. Let me give you a small thought for you to take back home. Uh, it's in, in Psalm 30. Psalm 30, let's see if I can find it, okay? Psalm 30, verse 5, that's a, that's a word for you today to take back home. And there we read like this, it says, For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So... The message for us today is this. It says his anger is just for a moment, but his favor is for life. Amen? Every time when I read these words, I try to reverse it and put it on how it looks like. And I'll read something like this. It'll say like, his favor is just for a moment, but his anger is for life. Imagine what would happen. And even his momentous anger, you know, if you look through the Bible, then just a little bit of an anger that just comes out of him, the earth will open up and swallow the people. 
The fiery serpents will come and bite and kill thousands and thousands of them. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a frightening thing to see the anger of God revealed and manifest just for a moment. So we read this in Psalm 2, the last verse is like this. It says, kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish on the way. When his anger is kindled but a little, but blessed are those who put their trust in him. It says, kiss the son, that means get acquainted and connected with God. That's what kissing, you don't go and kiss your enemy. Like, like having a love relationship, be on the right side of God. And he said, so that he will not be angry with you. Because if he gets angry, you will perish along the way. So here we are able to read here, he said, but thank God that his anger is only for a moment. Amen? Even that we cannot put up with. We cannot hold on. It's so strong, so powerful. So God shows, whenever he gets angry, he'll cut it off in a moment because he knows that none of us will contain that. Then in that place, it says his favor is for life. Amen? I just want to draw your attention to this point that his favor is for life. That means from the day that you and I are born, Till the day that you die, his favor goes with us. But our problem is, when everything goes on well, we feel that we don't need his favor. We feel like, I can do it. I don't need anybody's help. God can take a rest, and I will take it from here. But God knows that more than what you know is that we need his favor every day and every moment of our life. Amen? I just want to just put the life of Joseph before you in the next few minutes. I just, according to the jacket that he was wearing. And his life starts off as a, as a favorable son among the 12. And the Bible says that his father made him a multicolored jacket. And I always wondered, what kind of a jacket was that? You know, who wants to have a multicolored jacket? Like looking like a clown in a circus, you know? But maybe it was a style in those days. And God, he gave him a multicolored jacket. When he was wearing that, that was talking about a stage in his life that he needed nothing in his life. He had everything that he wanted, every prosperity, every security, everything that anybody will be looking for, he had it. That was a stage of the multicolored jacket where he was arrogant, he, he was, you know, just free and he couldn't care less about anybody in his life. But God chose to keep his favor upon him even in those times because God knew that this multicolored jacket is not going to last forever. Amen? That we have to understand whatever we have Whatever we have achieved, or all the prosperity that we know in our life, we have to understand life is not one stage. Life goes through several stages. Amen? And we need God who can wail us through every stage, good and bad, of our life. Amen? And surely that's what happened. 
you know, his brothers hated him because he became the father's favorite son. And he is going to take, to find out what's going on with them in the field. They were looking after uh, the sheep and you know the story that they got so angry. And they wanted to kill him, but for Reuben they would have. So they took the multicolored jacket and drenched it in the blood of a lamb. And they threw him in the pit. And then they sold him to the, uh, the merchants from Egypt. And the multicolored jacket, which was his security, was gone, drenched its blood with a lie going back to the father saying, your son is dead. So the merchants took him and they put another coat in the place of the multicolored jacket, which was the coat of a slave. His hands and legs were tied. He was dragged along. And he was not given a ride on a horseback. He walked and dragged all the way to that land of Egypt. That was not a good stage. But God whispered in his ears, you know, you needed me then, and you still do need me even now. Amen? Even in the stage of his, the this, this coat of, his, of the slave was upon him, the favor of God was always there. Amen? We know the story. He was sold to a man by name Potiphar. There he was in his house. His wife wanted to commit adultery with him. He runs for his life. And every time he will say like this, he says to her, I've got everything in this, in this house except you because you are my master's wife. And how could I ever do an evil against my God? Amen. That's what kept him going. He's starting to enjoy God's presence. And when he was thrown in the prison, he was given another court. That was a court of a prisoner. That was the stage, third stage of his life. Thrown into the prison. And there he was, you know, sitting in a corner wondering, is that what I get for being faithful to God? Is that what I get for being clean in my life? And he's sitting there. But the Bible says, but the Lord was with him. Amen? Friends, that's all that matters. No matter where we are, no matter what we have or what we don't have, we need to understand the Lord is with you. Yes, he is. Amen? Yeah. And that will keep us going, irrespective of any stages of our life. Wearing his prisoner's coat, even there in the dungeon of the prison, the favor of God was there. Amen? And one day, as he gave the meaning of the dreams of the butler and the baker, and it came to pass, and uh, the day came that the king, Pharaoh, he dreamt dreams, two dreams. Nobody in the country was able to give the meaning, and at that time, uh, the butler remembered what Joseph did to him. And he told the king what the man in the prison could do. And the soldiers were sent, and he was brought back to the king. And they changed that prisoner's jacket. And they put on a decent clothes, and they brought him before the king. And we know the story. He gave the meaning of the dream. And not only that, he gave the advice for the king how to run the country. In the, during the times of the seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine. 
and the king looked at him and because he said find somebody who is capable of running this country you need somebody who is able to do it and this was the answer of the king he said the king said can we find such a man as this in whom the spirit of god is amen and he said bring me the royal robe i want to put it on this man that was the fourth stage of his life the king took the royal robe and put it on joseph and he said to him whispered in his ears only for the name sake i am the king but you rule the country you take care of it you can do it because the favor of god is with him yes. amen yes. in whom the spirit of god is is not the degree from harvard it is not from the university of yale it is the anointing that was upon him because it was god's favor amen how about to finish up with this today my dear friends i believe that we should be aware of god's favor upon our life you are achieving your success you're doing great that's because god's favor is there are you struggling just lost your job finding it difficult to pay the bills physically not doing well don't worry even in this situation the favor of god is there amen god will never ever walk away from you and me irrespective of what we go through good or bad because he knows that we need his favor not sometime but all through our life amen and that's the message for you today take with you the thought and uh, the knowledge that his favor is with you all the time and we do not need to worry do not alone because god's favor is with us amen heavenly father we praise you and we thank you lord thank you father for your favor Lord we are so pleased that your anger is only for a moment but your favor is for life Lord I believe that there is someone here who needed to hear this message today maybe more than one Lord because they need to know even in this times of struggle they are not alone but God's favor is there for them Lord Lord let us walk out from this place saying I do not need to worry about anything no matter what I go through the truth is that his favor is with me all through my life i bless my brothers anoint them lord take care of them in every situation of their life lord business job whatever they do may god's hand will be upon them we praise you in jesus name amen